Hi, this is Leslin from Try This at Home. To wrap up our series on parenting and to close out our first season, we're sharing a collection of parenting tips and tricks to help make your life a little easier. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and listen in. When your day goes south or your relationship gets salty, you need tools that will turn it around. With decades of experience and a variety of perspectives between them, Leslie Sleesman and Leslin Kantner bring you tips and tricks for solving problems, increasing happiness, and creating your best life. Together, they're sharing ideas you can take home and try. Each week, their discussion will zero in on one idea, one technique, or one activity that has the potential to make your life a little better. And now, here is Leslie and Leslin with Try This at Home. Hi, Leslin. Hi, Leslie. How are you? Good. I'm excited for our last episode of our first season, and I'm excited to share these fun tips and tricks. I think this is going to be a fun episode. It will be. And I just want to take a second and say thank you to you for, A, joining me on this adventure, <laughs> you know, and being so patient with me while we learned all these new things. Well, same, yeah, because it definitely was a learning curve. I was just joking around before we hit the record button, and I said... I think I have like PTSD because I'm so paranoid that the audio quality, for some reason, that it like sounds echoey sometimes and sometimes, we haven't yeah. quite figured out what the culprit is. We, it might be interesting to people to kind of get a sense of what it w- was like first, like the very yeah. first episode. If you go back and listen to it, it was at your kitchen table. Yes. In yep. a house with big open ceilings. Like it was a great room, right? Yeah. You're, and then we moved to your dining room, thinking for some reason that that was going to be better. Yeah, yeah. And we had a different um, microphone at that point. Yeah, yep. And then we had all this frustration because there were echoes. And we did your dining room. We did your. We went back to your kitchen, I think. Yeah. And then we came. We were to, trying to use two microphones at one point, and then we went to one. Right. And, and now we're back to two. And, <laughs> and somewhere along the line, we completely got rid of those microphones yeah switch to um what's this thing called a mixer yes thank you (laughs) i knew that we switched to a mixer with other microphones and and we we found like this perfect setup we're in a much smaller room in your house house, yeah where we have a table set up and it looks very you know i think we have pictures on instagram of um us sitting here at this desk but then every once in a while a cord gets loose. Yes. And there's a lot of cords, actually. There's or something. And it's like the mics don't work. Yeah. But it sounds good to us in our ear because we're listening yeah. through headphones. And then we go to play it back when we're ready to upload it. And it sounds terrible. And then we freak out. And sometimes yeah. we re-record it. Sometimes we have to let it go. So, yeah. It's been it's been interesting to learn the ins and outs of podcasting. It's much... Uh, it's a much deeper learning curve than I was prepared for. Wait, you know, and I've had a couple of clients ask me, hey, I was really thinking about starting a podcast. Can you share your experience? And so I talk about all this and their eyes get a little bigger and a little bigger <laughs> and a little bigger. And they think, well, maybe I won't do that then. Yeah. 
it's we've read books um watched thousands watched... of hours of video yeah it's just how to edit we've tried sending it out to get it and we've tried so many different things so yeah. you've been such a trooper and oh, um we we really appreciate all the listeners all of my clients who said you know, oh, I'm listening to all the podcasts. There's great resources. You've had yeah. friends give us some really great feedback. Yep. Um, yeah. So thank you to everybody who listened also. We totally appreciate your patience while we figured this out. Yeah. And we're really, really excited about the next season starting in January. Yeah. All right. So with all of that being said, yes. <laughs> let's dive in. I asked... Uh, some friends on my Facebook page, my mm -hmm. personal Facebook page. What is the best piece of parenting advice they've received? Mm -hmm. And we got a lot of good comments. And I'm just kind of going to like plow through these. Yeah, and definitely. So stop me if you want to interject or yeah. if you have a nice story. Or expand upon something. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so the first person said, um, teach them everything you were never taught, which mm. I thought is is great what would what would that be to you um golly i wish my parents had taught me more about money management when mm -hmm. i was in my early like my late teens and early 20s like mm -hmm. i didn't really learn from them much about money management um and i made really good money when i was like 19 mm -hmm. and i had nothing to show for it mm -hmm. <laughs> years later so mm -hmm. i wish that they had taught me more about that which is probably why that's a huge piece of what i'm trying to teach my kids early yeah that's interesting. Yeah, we. that's a good point. We didn't talk about that a couple of episodes ago. We were talking about financial responsibility, but teaching kids the importance of saving money is huge. All of yeah. my kids, all of my kids from our system that we talked about are good savers. Yeah. Um, the funniest thing, the, so the next one is, um, I don't have any. <laughs> I don't <laughs> have any advice. And the person said, it's actually a really wonderful mother. <laughs> so, but I just thought that's funny. Um, I wonder if that's because giving parenting advice is like, um, what is it like? Like, well, for me, it's like the more kids I had, the less willing I was to give parenting advice because it's like the more kids you have, the more I realized I didn't know what I was doing and how for me parenting each kid is so completely different that I can't really give advice about a kid that I don't know. Hmm. It's, it's just harder for me. I Interesting. Don't know. I definitely do still like if there's something that really worked for me, mm -hmm. like I'm happy to say that, but I would never give like blanket, like this is the way that it has to be advice, you know? Yeah. That's, that's so that's different. a good point. And I think that's a nice, a nice approach anyway, is just saying, well, you know, this is what worked for me. Yeah. Um, immediately following that, someone says, don't listen to other people's parenting advice. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, we talked about this one last week, I think. It was don't make empty threats mm -hmm. and correct their bad behavior consistently, which yeah. is excellent advice. Um, catch them doing good. Oh, yes. That's so important. Yeah. I'm not very good at that all the time, to be perfectly honest. Um, I have pretty high standards and I'm definitely more like my natural tendency is to correct the bad behavior and to kind of like just gloss over the good behavior. Mm. You know, if, if I can just comment on that, it's kind of like, oh, you got six A's. How come you got a B? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. I literally texted a screenshot of my son's report card app. So we get grades in real time now, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I sent a screenshot to my friend, and it was Henry's A+, plus, A+, plus, A+, plus, A+, plus, A-, minus. And mm-hmm. I said, really? In gym? <laughs> A minus in gym. And it was like, you know, obviously that's ridiculous. And I, I, you know, I was being funny when I did that. But to your point. Yeah. And, you know, how many times do we say, oh, you did a great job, but. Yes. And I, I'm constantly telling people, forget yeah. the but. Just right. let's leave it at yeah. you did a great job. Yeah. That's definitely something I can work on. Um. Okay, we've mentioned this before. Little kids, little problems. Big kids, big problems. Mm-hmm. So yeah. true. We think, we think <laughs> that life yeah. gets easier, but no. <laughs> um, try and remember you were a kid once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so important. Like I wonder if when I do family therapy, I, and I see a parents that are really challenging the kids, I get to the parents and, or I go to the parents privately and say, can you tell me a little bit about your childhood? Mm-hmm. And inevitably, the reason that the parents are so rigid is because they were wild people. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're afraid that their kids are going to be just like them. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you want, that's how you learned. Yeah. Don't forget. That's yeah. how you learned. Totally. Um, <laughs> this one is great. Uh, but did you die? <laughs> like you know i think she this is my um my children's preschool three teacher who is i cannot say enough wonderful things about this lady uh which i think she's just trying to say like it, it'll be okay it'll be okay that's right <laughs> but did you die no yeah, no you'll be fine <laughs> yep. um let's see your kids don't need a perfect mom they need a happy one. Oh, so true yeah oh my good. gosh that's yeah. great advice. I, I think I gave up on the perfect mom shtick like five days in, but that's fine. <laughs> five days yeah. in? Oh, my God. I tried for so many years. <laughs> like, this is just not going to work. Um, uh, if it This one, I don't know if I, I don't know if I like this one. Okay. If it won't matter in five years, it shouldn't matter now. Well, I think I get the gist of yeah. that. Yeah. It's kind of like, how much energy are you going to put into the fact that they didn't make their bed this morning. Right, exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah. You know, From, think about how much energy you're giving it. Yeah, and but uh, but conversely, I think of like, well, but I'm I'm being consistent, right? Like I'm trying to be consistent and I'm trying to you know, if I tell them to do something, they need to follow through. So the bigger picture, the bed isn't necessarily the issue. It's the it's the respect, it's the, you know, following direction, taking order thing that matters more than the bed. Yeah. So in that case, I think maybe that particular piece of advice applies to what rules you set. Right. Right. I mean, does it really matter if they know how to make their bed? Mm, No. (laughs) It's hard for me to say no, but no. (laughs) I am a I am a religious bed maker. So. Do you pray while you do it? Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I probably should. Please stop making me be so crazy with all this. <laughs> That's right. Um, let's see. Okay, this is a very practical piece of advice, and I think this is really good. Um, layer the beds with waterproof sheet and cotton sheet over and over. So do 
waterproof sheet, cotton sheet, waterproof sheet, cotton sheet. And that way, if they have a vomit, pee, bottle leak, something during the middle of the night, you just rip off the top two. And then in the middle of the night, you aren't remaking a bed. You have like a fresh set of sheets underneath the bed. So that's really good advice for anybody looking for a, uh, like a uh, baby shower gift. Yes. Mm -hmm. A set of six crib sheets and six. Like mattress protectors. Mattress protectors. Yeah. Um, I think that's brilliant. With explanations that they get all go on the bed at the same time. <laughs> well, and I'm I'm sitting here thinking, does that mean I don't have to fold fitted sheets? Yes. Because they're stored on the bed? Like, I think I might go home and do that right now. <laughs> um, live in the moment. Uh, let's see. When it, Okay. When a child is misbehaving, they have a need that is not being met. I feel like you might need to comment on this. So I, I think that's ultimately true, right? It's kind of like the idea that every negative emotion is rooted in fear. We've talked about that yes. a lot. Yeah. So now maybe it's that they're tired. It, it doesn't mean that they didn't get candy and that's the need that's not being meant. Yes. You know, maybe, I mean, it might be that I'm throwing the fix. I didn't get what I want. Sure. Um, but it's also maybe I'm not getting enough sleep or I don't have enough of your attention or I haven't had enough just me time. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think it's certainly worth a consideration. Yeah. Um, tacos and tequila help? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I might just add Kahlua and Bailey's also help. <laughs> Don't think there was a coffee group where we didn't have a little Kahlua and Bailey's. Um, this is interesting. Don't judge October apples in June. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So, so that kind of means like we were talking about last week and how all of your kids are different. Yes. You know, and my son was really tall. I mean, today he's a six foot eight tall man. Yeah. Um, but as a five-year-old, he looked like he was eight and people would expect him to behave like he was eight, yes. but he was still just five. Yeah. You know, yeah, that yeah. happens a lot. Yes. Um, this one is really funny. It accompanied kind of a story, and I'm not going to read the story here, but uh, <laughs> the advice is boys will get all sorts of body parts caught in all sorts of things. Don't be surprised. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've experienced that, um, but I did. We recently told my oldest um, he used to make poop soup, mm -hmm. which is what I called it when kids pooped in the bathtub. Mm. Poop soup. Mm-hmm. Um, your kids might poop in the bathtub. What kid hasn't pooped in the bathtub? I had, I, I, so obviously I have three kids. One did it, two never did. You're kidding. I, I don't know. I um, think that warm water kind of stimulates the sphincter. Yeah. The sphincter. <laughs> sphincter. Yeah, something. Or they're like just relaxed. Or, yeah. yeah, well, that's what I mean. I yeah, came in I mean, and I was like, what is happening here? Yeah, turtle alert. <laughs> turtle alert, yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so those are, that is the list okay. that I have. What about you? I have some. So, um, somebody says when you're dating a girl, so this is for older kids and it's really more advice to give your children when you're dating, imagine this as a girl, imagine her as the mother of your children mm. or the father of your children. Yes. And I think that's important to imagine because there's a, there are some people that believe in the sentiment that there's a certain kind of person you date mm. and there's a different kind of person you marry. I've heard of that. I don't really like that. I'm not sure I ever did either because I was the kind people married and so that meant I never got any dates. Well, <laughs> but isn't that sort of saying like 
there's these kind of like unworthy sex crazed people that you date and then there's these like homely like homely <laughs> well that's what like <laughs> sorry that's the vision that conjures in my mind but I, you know what i'm saying like i don't like that like shouldn't yeah. you just be looking for like a kind person <laughs> yeah look i didn't say it <laughs> so i'm not gonna go into it because i i think no matter what direction we take that it's going to be controversial I, all, all right, i know on. yeah <laughs> Somebody somebody recommended the, recommended the book How to Talk to Kids So Kids Will Listen. I've never read that. Um, I have not read it. I have heard of it. Um, she says it's her parenting Bible. Mm. Somebody else says don't shoot them, which is probably good <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah. Um, another comment here says begin as you are prepared to continue. And I think that means don't make empty threats, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I think that's what it means. Yeah. Somebody else said, and I think this is so true, have a sense of humor. Oh, yeah. Um, she adds and a little bit of sarcasm, and she's an amazing mother, but she's also quite sarcastic. Yes. Which I think is funny. Um, yeah, so my list isn't as long as yours. Yeah, well, there I was just scrolling back through, and there's a couple I forgot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle back just so I, I don't leave anybody out. Um, and this one is like insanely true and important and very serious and i've done this many times if you need to put them in the crib and walk away do it oh for sure i excellent advice i can't i mean babies will piss you right off Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Mm -hmm. they are so cute Mm -hmm. and you just love them and if i could have a fourth right now i totally would um but there is just this like crazed state that you can be in mm-hmm. with a baby that where you're like tired and angry and they're screaming and you mm-hmm. just need to put them down mm-hmm. and walk away mm-hmm. um that's like just incredible incredible advice. yeah what's the best advice that you have as a mother um i don't know i i try to not take anything too too seriously um, and I figure it's just all going to work out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really don't, I really don't have a ton of parenting guilt. I, I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing the best I can mm-hmm. and some things I'm not good at mm-hmm. and some things I'm good at mm-hmm. and I know it. And thankfully I'm married to a really great guy that is strong in the areas where I'm weak, which mm-hmm. tremendously helps. But I just think that my kids are going to know that I tried. Mm-hmm. they know they're loved mm-hmm. and so i think they're gonna know that i tried and i really don't i really don't take anything else super super seriously yeah and i think that sentiment is literally at the core of my parenting advice first of all know that you are going to screw it up yes there is i've never met anyone who came away from their childhood without at least one dysfunctional thought about right. their parents. Right. And I mean, people who love their, their parents and adore their parents and mm-hmm. they still say, but I probably wouldn't have done this. Now I remember saying I wanted to raise my kids exactly the way I would have been raised or that I was raised. Mm-hmm. But then as a mother, I think, Oh yeah, well I didn't want to do that. You know, right. there was There's one or two pieces. Things. Sure. Yeah. Um, But I think the other thing that makes a huge difference in the, and I come at almost everything these days from this kind of psychological perspective, right? Mm -hmm. That 
the single most important thing that you can do for your children Mm -hmm. is let them know, make sure that they know how loved they are. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Right. They don't need money. They don't need um, a big house. They don't need fancy cars. They don't need Adidas shoes. (laughs) They need to know that they're loved. Yeah. You know, when it's all said and done, the shoes will wear out. They'll go to Goodwill or into the trash. Yep. And they're going to need to know they were loved. I tell every parent I ever see is your kids don't give a shit in the long run about the house. They want to know that their parents are there for them and that they love them. Yeah. I never hear anybody say, I hated my dad because he was at every baseball game. (laughs) Right. You know? What they say is my dad obviously didn't give a shit. He didn't come to my games. Right, right. You know, or my mom, my mom was never home after school, you know, or you know, I never heard anybody say, yeah, it was horrible to walk in and see my mother every day. <laughs> right. We, that's not what we say. No. So your kids, you need to understand that your kids do not define love by things. They mm-hmm. define love by your time and attention. Probably the most practical thing that I would say is don't let your kids divide your marriage. Mm. You have to be like, my husband and I very early on, like never let, if if he gave some dumb punishment, which let's be honest, it's usually me giving the dumb threat or punishment, but um, he, he would go along with me. Mm. And then he'd be like, dude, I don't think you should do that. Like, you know, like behind closed doors. Um, so they smart. see a united Very front. Very smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's a case. I mean, we're obviously not perfect at this. And there's been times where, like, he'll say something and I'll, like, give him the death stare because I had just said the opposite. <laughs> but by and large, the kids know they can't divide us. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll they'll try because all kids are going to try mm-hmm. to, like, sure. well, mom, you know, mom said, no, I'm going to run to dad. But, like, and then he'll be like, okay. And I'm like, uh, I told them no. He'll be like, then the answer is no, don't ask me. Mm-hmm. If your mom gave you an answer, don't ask. And mm-hmm. I say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, that's really – I think that really speaks to – your relationship, you know, mm-hmm. it, maybe even more than it does to who you are as parents, but it speaks yeah. to your relationship. Yeah. But it makes parenting easier. It does. Oh, for yeah. sure. For sure. That, it, it definitely, definitely makes parenting easier. What about you? Any practical The more things? practical tips. Yeah. Um, you know, I have to go back to the thing that we talked about, consistency, and Making sure that you no, know, even if you set a rule that ends up not making a ton of sense. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, you know, I used to, and my girls talk about this a lot. I wanted my girls to wear dresses. I just okay. had a thing. It was my thing, apparently. And they would resist that a lot, especially in the, like, later elementary <clears throat> and middle school. And I guess... I don't think I held it all the way to middle school, but definitely later elementary, fourth, yeah. fifth, sixth grade. And so I would give them a choice. Do you want to wear this skirt or this dress? Mm-hmm. And they would, I'd say at least one day a week, you had to wear a skirt or a dress. And I was consistent, even though it was a dumb rule. Right. <laughs> so I think what I was really trying to teach, and maybe this is the better tip, is make sure your kids have choices. Yeah. I read, um, oh gosh, I can't, I'm trying to think. I think the book was Love and Logic. Mm. Um, and it had really, really great 
tip and advice and something I still utilize often is give your kids, and this is kind of what you were saying, like give your kids choices so that Mm -hmm. they can have like power of the situation. But the two choices that you're giving them are both things that are acceptable to you. Exactly. Well, and that's what I said. Do you want to wear this skirt or this dress? Right. Exactly. I don't want to wear either one. Well, these are your choices. You still get to choose. Yeah. One was, um, the example I think that I gave in the book one time was like, okay, it's cold outside. Mm. I don't want to wear a coat. Well, you don't, would you like to wear your coat or would you like to carry your coat outside? Mm-hmm. And both of those are fine because you know that when your kid gets out there and realizes it's freezing, they're going to pop their coat on right. if they're carrying it. I think the other practical advice is I would say do not stress about food. Mm. Yeah. You know, this is one thing I did very differently than my parents. And because I grew up overweight and I grew up in an era of clean your plate. There are starving people in Africa. Sure. Yeah. And so I learned to eat even though I wasn't hungry. Mm-hmm. And that that has been a challenge for me forever. I just like the taste of food. And so regardless of whether or not I'm hungry, I'm, I have a tendency to eat. Yeah. And I didn't want my daughters to have the same kind of experience. So I, I had a rule that you had to eat something healthy first. Yeah. And then you could have junk. And, but I wanted you to eat, and I didn't, yeah. I don't mean you got to eat three grapes and then a half a case of donuts. Right. I mean, you <laughs> right. had to have a healthy meal and then you could have something else. And they, they learned that. Yeah. Um, but if they, you know, if they, if they didn't want to eat lunch, that was fine with me. They just couldn't go snack. Right. You can't just go eat candy for lunch. Right. Yeah. I have, I think food issues, we haven't talked about this, but I think food issues is huge and a, a major source of problems for a lot of parents. Yeah. Um, I, I have pretty strict food rules compared to a lot of the parents I know, but I don't think it's crazy. Um, I have people who say their, their kids have free access to the pantry whenever they're hungry whatever they want they can have it i mm-hmm. i don't have that rule um my kids have to ask me if they want a snack mm-hmm. um and usually i direct them towards healthier choices if at all possible and i sort of feel like well they they need to like be taught the healthy choices you know mm-hmm. and so i can't just open the pantry and let them have at it because they would pick the the junk every single time mm-hmm. um but i've I have friends who feel very strongly that restricting access to food is barbaric. Well, I looked at it this way. I was in charge of the grocery shopping. <laughs> so I simply didn't bring the, a lot of stuff in the house. You know, Same. we yeah. never had soda at our house unless there was a party. I never bought it. Yeah. And yeah. so there just simply wasn't an option for my kids to grab a Pepsi, you know. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, I, I did buy chips once in a while, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a staple in our house. We call those sometimes foods. Yeah. yeah. So there was always cereal. And yes, there was sugar cereal because at least, thank God, it was reinfortified with vitamins. <laughs> right. But I taught them that they could eat dry cereal as a snack. And uh-huh. I was okay with that. Yeah. Um, there was just, you know, you're in charge of the grocery shopping. Yeah. So if you take home Hostess Twinkies and you stock your pantry with that right. instead of celery and peanut butter, yep. then the kids are going to eat the Hostess Twinkies instead of the celery and peanut butter. Well, I, I kind of feel like, you know, parents are like, oh, my kid will only eat French fries and chicken nuggets. I'm like, well, that's because you let him. <laughs> like, I mean, vegetables are not a punishment. Yeah. Vegetables are a 
like amazing uh, blessing that yeah. you have that yeah. we have the ability to buy and you have the ability to eat this. Yeah. Um, and so they're not a punishment. They're something that helps you get healthy and strong. And we talk about that a lot. But again, like they have to learn this. Like they, if I feel like if you're just going to feed your kid whatever they want to eat all the time, then they're not learning that vegetables are important. Yeah, so this is, you know, so maybe this is a tip. And we certainly can do an episode about this next year. Somebody, yeah. you know, if you guys want to hear it. But my philosophy was to offer them food, right? So here's the meal I cooked. I would not ever agree to be a short order cook in my own kitchen. 100% same. Period. Yes. So this is what's for dinner. If you're hungry, this is what there is to eat. Yes. They always had the choice of having a bowl of cereal. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to eat this, you can go make yourself a bowl of cereal. I'm not doing it. Right. If you don't want either one, then you can be, you will eat one of those two things when you're hungry. Yeah. Um, I think the problem comes when we start getting anxiety over the fact that they're not going to eat. Yeah. Now, my daughter-in-law, I, I will give her huge huge kudos to the way that she has been teaching Franny to eat. Mm -hmm. She cooked all of her own baby food. Yeah. Um, mostly. I mean, she, yeah. I think she had you know other stuff, but she, she would meal prep and she started with vegetables. Yep. Period. She just, and that kid eats cucumbers and hummus like they're potato chips. I've seen a video. It's very cute. I know. <laughs> He's cute in everything he does. <laughs> Um, Same. My kids eat Brussels sprouts. They yeah. eat all kinds of because yeah. we just started it early. Yeah, he was eating beets the other day, and he picked it up, and he goes, "Mmm." <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm not sure my girls would know what a beet is. <laughs> so we, I have a rule. I'm I'm pretty strict. Like I said, I I make them try the. They at least have to yeah. try a vegetable. Yeah. But I'm also not stupid. I hate tomatoes. <laughs> raw tomatoes disgust me they're just disgusting i know people love them they're gross mm -hmm. i love ketchup i love tomato soup i love salsa i know this doesn't make any sense mm -hmm. it is just the way i am <laughs> i'm not gonna ever eat a raw tomato so everyone's allowed to have food they don't like yeah you know you yeah. my my son henry loves beets mm -hmm. my other two hate them mm -hmm. that's fine mm -hmm. they like other things that he doesn't like yeah. and and such but um yeah, food is food is a, a big topic for sure. Yeah, we could probably talk a lot, but I yeah. think just on parenting tips, yeah. being able, you know, don't be a short order cook. Yeah. Oh. Introduce your children to foods, but don't force them. My sister used to have to sit at the table until 10 o'clock at night. Mm. That's a waste of time. We just keep plates out. If you say you're done and there's a ton of food left, and like, okay, well, we're going to save this. So if you're hungry later, this is what you're eating. Yeah, I tried once. I tried that. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you don't get anything else until this food is gone. So they would literally get up and have that for breakfast, oh. which really was, it, that didn't last. We just, have, we just keep it that way if they want a snack later that yeah. night, yeah. that's their snack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it goes in the garbage at the end yeah. of the night. I, yeah. I think that's a, there's a limit to how sure. long that might be good for. You can't be reheating food a week later. Yeah. So, no, here's your scrambled eggs. They're four days old. That's gross. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah. So those are all good tips, too. Yeah. So we're going to have a tip sheet yep. for you this week mm -hmm. on the website. And it'll have a lot of these tips and some other ones that we are going to put on there. Um, and, yeah, just a fun little 
fun little thing. Yeah, just a bunch of kind of one-liners. These are things that if you're thinking about um, sharing with other parents that you know, especially parents of young children, mm-hmm. you know, I suppose if your kids are 15, 16, there's not <laughs> a whole lot that you can go back and do. But we'll have it there for you. And we, yeah. what we're going to do also And you can look for more information on our social media sites, both Instagram and our Facebook page. But we're going to give away two binders of all of the printouts and information that we have shared in the 40 episodes, right? Yeah. Yep. So we'll do one um, giveaway on Facebook and one on Instagram, and then there'll be a winner on each platform. And we will send them the binder and all the printed material. Yes. So we hope that you'll look for that and um, play along uh, for a chance to win one of those binders. And that is it for our first season of Try This at Home. We hope that you have loved listening as much as we've loved sharing. And uh, we look forward to having you back again in January. So for Leslie and Les Lynn, we hope you will try this at home. All perspectives and opinions expressed during this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. There is no direct or indirect intention to provide psychotherapy or mental health services. If you are seeking counsel for individual circumstances, please consult with a local health professional.